Today on Bold Steps with Mark Job, we're learning what it means to be faith-driven followers of Jesus Christ. If you say that you believe in Jesus and He's going to be Lord of your life, then I know that there's going to be change in your life. Oh, you may not be perfect. None of us are, but you will change. You cannot believe without change. Welcome to Bold Steps with Mark Job, president of Moody Bible Institute and senior pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago. I'm Wayne Shepherd. You know, everyone on this planet has something that drives their life. It might be money or pleasure or power, even despair. But whatever is in the driver's seat of your life also determines where you are and where you go. And today, Mark, you're going to be talking about what it means to be a person driven by faith and not fear. And this is so relevant right now. Because it is faith, the substance of things hoped for, the belief that God's word supersedes even our circumstances that should be driving our life. Mm -hmm. I mean, if we're driven by circumstances, this world right now is a bit of a chaotic mess. We'd be a mess, wouldn't we? Yeah. But for the faith-filled person, we look at what are you doing, God, in the midst of this mess? Because we know that there's someone that's sovereign. And so this is going to be an encouraging message for a lot of people. What a great question to ask. What are you doing, God? And look for those opportunities. Well, the message is called Faith-Driven People. And here's Mark Job. A while back, my wife and I had the opportunity of taking a trip to Italy. And so we hailed a taxi in Rome. Now, if you think Chicago drivers are crazy, try driving in a taxi in Rome. We got in this taxi. He showed him where we were going to go. He was blabbing off in Italian a little bit, knew a little bit of English. And we got in the car, looked at my wife. This is nice being in Rome. Look at all the sights. And then boom. I felt like my face was kind of going like this. He was going so fast. I mean, this guy was driving like a maniac. I mean, he's turning, weaving in and out. I mean, my wife looked at me like, hey, is this for real? I'm hanging on to things as tight as we can. I mean, he is turning, screeching, going in and out, honking his horn at people. I mean, I'm pretty sure of my salvation, but I had to like double check it. Lord, I pray right now, prepare me to meet you in eternity right now. If there's any sins I haven't confessed, I want to confess them right now because it feels like I'm going to glory soon. He's just chatting away while he's driving this way. He was in the driver's seat, and whoever is in the driver's seat determines how fast you're going to go, determines where you're going to end up, and so everybody here has someone or something in the driver's seat. I've had two teenagers that I've had to train in driving, and uh, boy, you want to bump up your faith? Put a 16-year-old in the driver's seat. That'll cause you to make sure you go prayed up as well. But I believe that today, God is calling many of you to take whatever's been in the driver's seat and allow Jesus Christ and your relationship to God to be the primary driver in that driver's seat. And there's no way of doing that unless we are people full of faith. 
The Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 11 that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. There is nothing that you receive in life without receiving it via faith. Faith is the transportation system that links heaven and earth together. Everything good that comes from heaven comes to earth via faith. Uh, Jesus said if you have faith, just like a mustard seed, you will be able to do incredible things. Healing comes via faith. Salvation comes via faith. Every answer to our prayer comes via faith. Faith is that bridge system. When the bridge is broken, it's not that heaven doesn't have it. It's that earth can't receive it because the bridge that connects heaven and earth is down. Jesus taught us that in many, many of his teachings. And if you look at Luke chapter 5, you'll find a story of people that were driven by faith. And I'm going to read uh, verses 17. It says, one day as he was teaching, referring to Jesus, Pharisees and teachers of the law, these were people that were very religious but did not know Jesus very well. Who had come from every village of Galilee and from Judea and Jerusalem were sitting there. And the power of the Lord was present for him to heal the sick. Verse 18. Some men came carrying a paralytic on a mat and tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. When they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and they lowered him on a mat through the tiles in the middle of the crowd right in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, friend, your sins are forgiven. The Pharisees and the teachers of the law began thinking to themselves, who is this fellow who speaks blasphemy? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Jesus knew what they were thinking and asked, Why are you thinking these things in your heart? Which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven, or say, Get up and walk, but that you may know that the Son of God has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralyzed man, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. Immediately he stood up in front of them and took what he had been lying on and went home praising God. Everyone was amazed and gave praise to God. They were filled with awe and they said, We have seen remarkable things today. The word of the Lord. You may be seated. I want you to see from this passage what it means to be people that are driven by faith. You'll find this account, the same story told in a couple other Gospels as well, the Synoptic Gospels, you'll find them in Mark chapter 2, verse 3 through 12, and in Matthew chapter 9, verses 2 through 8. In Mark chapter 2, it says that Jesus was in a home in Capernaum. This was probably Peter's home. If you recall, Peter was the apostle that liked to, well, he was impulsive. 
He jumped out of the boat when Jesus said, come. He would blurt things out without thinking. He, he, he had this impetuous, impulsive spirit about him. He would sometimes say incredible things and sometimes put his foot in his mouth. Most scholars believe that Jesus was actually teaching at Peter's home. Peter was married. Uh, we know that he was married because uh, Jesus had actually healed Peter's mother-in-law. So more than likely, Jesus was at Peter's house in Capernaum. The houses in the Jewish villages were not that big. I mean, they, the living room could probably house or seat about maybe 30 to 40 people at max. So the Bible says that there were great crowds that were following Jesus. His reputation had spread. People were curious about the fact that he healed the sick. He cast out evil spirits. He spoke as one that had authority. People listened to Jesus. There was something about Jesus that was compelling. It drew people like a magnet. But not everybody that came that day was there out of sincerity. Some people were there to cast stones, to find something they could catch Jesus saying that they could accuse him of. The Pharisees, there were 6,000 Pharisees in Jerusalem. The Pharisees were people that were trained in Old Testament Scripture. They walked around in long robes, their head in the air. They looked at most people with disdain if you weren't a Pharisee and didn't fast like they fasted and didn't know Scripture like they knew Scripture. They knew the Bible, the Old Testament Scripture, but they lacked a heart for people and they lacked compassion. They were Jesus' most adamant enemies, the Pharisees. How many of you know sometimes people can be very religious but very far from the heart of Jesus? Have you ever met them? Oh, I've met people that knew Scripture, were very religious and very involved in their church, but there is a huge difference between being religious and knowing Jesus. Oh, you can tell pretty quickly when someone's religious and you're around them and you may feel demeaned and put down and judged and castigated and come against. You don't feel like that around Jesus. You feel like that around religious people, but not Jesus lovers and Jesus followers. Oh, they may challenge you, but you sense the power of God's love. And the Bible says that Jesus was there, and if you are driven by faith, and you are going to be a faith-driven person, I want you to understand a couple characteristics about faith-driven people. It tells us in verse 17 that the power of the Lord was present for him to perform healing. The power of the Lord, notice what it says in verse 17. It says, and the power of the Lord was present for him to heal the sick. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. The characteristics of faith-driven people. Faith-driven people are people that discern the times and they know when to take action. This is Bold Steps with Mark Job, and we'll continue this lesson about faith-driven people in just a moment. But before we do, we want to remind you that if you ever miss one of our daily teachings on the radio, 
or you simply want to share one of these messages with a friend, you can always find Mark's teachings available on our website at boldstepsradio.org. And for convenient listening straight from your phone, no matter where you go, be sure to subscribe to the Bold Steps podcast. You'll find us on most podcast apps like Apple, Spotify, and Audible by searching for Bold Steps with Dr. Mark Job. We've heard from many of you who listen to us on your favorite podcast app, and you can help us reach more people by leaving a comment and a five-star review when you're there. And if you want to check out the special new video content coming out exclusively on the Bold Steps YouTube channel, be sure to subscribe there as well. Mark shares brand new teachings and short videos on subjects like grief, living in unfair circumstances, and the healing power of God. You can subscribe today by searching for Bold Steps Radio on YouTube. Or just type in our website handle, youtube.com slash at boldstepsradio. Now, let's return to Mark's study on the characteristics of faith-driven people. The message comes from our series titled, Jesus Up Close. And once again, here's Mark Job. It's interesting that scripture says, and the power of the Lord was there to heal the sick. You would think that if Jesus was there, the power is always there to heal the sick. You would think if Jesus is there, he has power to do whatever he wants to do. It's Jesus, the Son of God. But I believe that scripture says that the power of the Lord was present on that day to heal the sick because although God can do anything he wants to do, God doesn't always work the same at every season. Now listen to me, this is important. We have to discern what God is doing and cooperate with God. Because although God has power to do whatever he wants to do, sometimes God chooses a time of healing. Sometimes God chooses for it to be a time of salvation where a lot of people come to know him. Sometimes God chooses it to be a time of conviction where a lot of people are getting things right with God. And if we are faith-driven people, we need to look to the heavens and ask ourselves this question, God, what are you doing and how can I cooperate with what you're doing? You see, the farmer, I was just in Tennessee last week. Man, that's a cultural experience. In the mountains of East Tennessee, Everybody has a gun. The host where we were staying at, nice Christian guy, loves the Lord, carries a revolver right here and right there. He said, I love Jesus, but if someone comes on my property, I warn them once and then I shoot them. It's like, all right. Starting to sound like Chicago a little bit here. But they do harvesting there. The thing is, there's a season to harvest. You can't go out in in the time when it's time to sow the seeds and try to reap the harvest. Because there's a time to sow seeds and there's a time for harvest. And you have to be smart about if it's sowing time or reaping time. You see, I believe that God works that way. And when we're faith-driven people, we understand that there's windows of opportunity, that God is moving in a certain way, and we need to take advantage of that window of what God is doing at that season, and we need to be sensitive to what God is doing. I believe right now we're in a season of harvest. 
I believe that there's a lot of people that are giving their lives to Jesus right now. There's something about this time and something about this season. Over this last month, I've seen probably over 120 people give their lives for the first time to Jesus Christ and say, I didn't know him before, but I'm open. I want him to be Savior and Lord of my life. In one month, 120 people, that's a lot of people coming to know Jesus. Amen? It's harvest time. It's salvation time. It's a time for people to get things right with God, and we need to understand that season and cooperate with what God is doing. And when you are faith-driven, you say, God, if this is a window, I'm not going to let it pass me by. I'm going to do all that I can at this season to cooperate with what God is doing. Number two, write this down. People that are faith-driven will work together to carry those that cannot arrive on their own. Notice what it says in verse 18. The presence of the Lord was there to heal the sick, and it says in verse 18, and some men came carrying a paralytic on a mat and tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. Now, we don't see it in this passage, but it tells us in Mark that there were four men. Mark chapter 2 says specifically that there were four men that decided to carry a man that was paralyzed to Jesus. I want you to think for a moment how this happened. These men hear that in the town of Capernaum, Jesus is there. So one man has the idea, hey, there's always someone with a crazy idea in the crowd. How about it? Then there's always someone always saying that the idea is not going to work. No, it's not going to work. No, no. There's someone in the middle saying, oh, I guess we could try it. So I imagine these four friends get together. There's a paralyzed friend that they have. We don't know if he's a paraplegic and he cannot move at all, or we don't know if he's just paralyzed from the waist down. But nonetheless, he was paralyzed and he couldn't move. And his friends were concerned that there be a solution. And because they're faith-driven, their faith is stirred, believing that something can change. And so one of them has a crazy idea, and they said, hey, guys, I have an idea. What if we carry our friend to where Jesus is at? Maybe Jesus can touch his life and change his destiny. How about it? The guy that always thinks something's going to go wrong, the Eeyore. No, I don't think it's going to work. What if we drop them? We don't have the finances. What if nothing happens? We don't want to raise his expectation. I think we should just stay home. There's always an ear in the group. And someone in the middle says, well, you know, it is a crazy idea, but what would we have to lose? I mean, maybe it could work. And if all this is true that they say about Jesus, maybe it could happen. Are you in? Yeah, I am in. Eeyore, are you in? I guess so. But I know it's not going to work. <laughs> so the Bible says that they all grab an edge of the mat. And so they are at a distance and they grab an edge of the mat. They talk to their friend. And now they're working together to bring someone to the presence of Jesus that could never come on their own. Are you hearing me? What's driving them? 
faith. The belief that God could change them. Uh, Someone is believing that this could uh, turn around and that they could actually do something. John Wesley, 250 years ago, he said, do all the good you can by all the means you can, in all the ways you can, in all the places you can, at all the times you can, to all the people you can, as long as ever you can. That's what faith does. It drives you to believe that even though other people have given up, that you believe that there's still hope, that there's still something that can be done. It drives you to not settle, to not, to not allow things to remain unchanged. It makes you believe that God can make open a door, that God can break through when everybody else has given up. It makes you believe that your neighborhood can still turn around. It makes you believe that a family member can still come to know Jesus. It makes you believe that that person that's been in addiction for years and years, that there is hope for them, that maybe they haven't found the right place, but the last story hasn't been told in their life. It makes you believe that that marriage that you're praying for, that maybe God can bring a miracle there. It makes you believe that a city like Chicago can turn around if enough people full of faith start doing something about this great city. They came together as a team combining their faith. And let me tell you something about faith. The Bible tells us in James that true faith will always lead to action. There is no faith, there is no authentic faith that does nothing. Faith always leads to action. Faith and works are always combined. If you say you believe, but there is no change in your life, I doubt whether you truly believe. If you say that you believe in Jesus and he's going to be Lord of your life, then I know that there's going to be change in your life. Oh, you may not be perfect. None of us are, but you will change. You cannot believe without change. Faith and works always go together. James says, show me your faith by your works and I will show you, I will show you that true faith always is accompanied by works. Don't tell me you believe if you're not willing to do anything about it. Don't tell me that you really have faith if you're not willing to take a step forward and take a risk because true faith will always cause you to take a risk. These men didn't sit back and say, well, we believe that God can change them. They said, we believe that God can change him. Now grab an end of the mat and let's carry him. I believe that true faith always takes a step of action. We need to get our faith together and we need to start believing God for something specific that's bigger than us, but together believing God for it, moving together in faith. This is Bold Steps. You're listening to the Bible teaching of Mark Job, and all of our messages are online. So if you've missed any message in this series, or if you'd like to hear Mark's previous messages, you'll find them at boldstepsradio.org. This is just one way we're making it easy to listen whenever it's convenient for you. Well, faith-driven people know where they're going, and they know who they serve. And here at Bold Steps, we want to supply you with the tools and resources to help you understand your destination, too. And when you partner with us by giving a monthly gift, you'll not only be learning more about Jesus, you'll also be equipping your fellow listeners with the tools they need to take that next step in being an authentic follower as well. 
We've made signing up to become a Bold Partner quick and easy when you visit boldstepsradio.org. Or if you'd rather call us, you can do that too. Speak to one of our friendly team members today when you dial 844-615-7363. And if you'd like to give a one-time donation in the mail, just write to us at Bold Steps, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. That's 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. As our way of saying thanks, we'll send you a copy of our Bold Step gift. No matter where you are in your faith journey, Jesus Christ is inviting each and every one of us to come closer and to know Him better. And that doesn't happen with just one visit to church or a single prayer. It's a journey, a habit, a lifestyle. And that's why we want to send you a copy of this book, Louis Giglio's book, At the Table with Jesus. Through 66 practical daily devotions, Pastor Louis guides us into the presence of our Savior, offering a truly transformative process that we can begin right now, right where we are. And just in time for the Christmas season, this special devotional is our gift to you when you give a financial gift today to support the ministry of Bold Steps. It's available now, so request your copy by calling 844-615-7363. That's 844-615-7363. Or go online to boldstepsradio.org. And you can also send that donation and request Louis' book, At the Table with Jesus, by contacting us via mail. The address is Bold Steps, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. That's our time for today. On behalf of Mark Job and all of your friends at Bold Steps, I'm Wayne Shepherd. Join us again tomorrow for the conclusion of this message on being faith-driven people. It's part of our Jesus Up Close series, and Mark will help you discover the power that comes from being a faith-driven person. That's Thursday when you listen to Bold Steps with Mark Job. Bold Steps is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.